I fear into an age of unreason. Oh my god, guys, listen up. I have an announcement to make. Did you guys know that I'm like the number one Google search last week? It could be the stuff of history, however, one way or the other. Okay, is Jessica Simpson here yet? And to those critics who are so pessimistic about our economy, I say, don't be economic girly man. Hello there, everybody. Uh, thank you for tuning in to this uh, special edition of Last Week on Earth. I'm, I'm calling it Last Week on the Road. Because it's not the normal podcast. I'm not going to be covering the week's events, or the week's news events at least. Um, I'm going to be sharing something kind of personal uh, from my end, but also personal for uh, for the person who is the subject of this special episode. Um, basically, it's just going to be a recording that I made in the car last weekend when I was in Edmonton in Alberta, Canada, performing at the Comic Strip Comedy Club. Um when I got picked up at the airport, one of the first few questions I asked Dino, the club manager who picked me up, I said, I was curious if that German kid, Patrick, was still working there, who I'd met two years earlier when I was at the club. And the reason I asked that is the beginning of this story. Um, be forewarned, this is not going to be a funny episode at all. I mean, it might be a little bit funny. It's not going to be funny. Well, there are, there are going to be some moments of levity. But it's a pretty serious, uh, intense conversation that I had with this young man. Um, like I'm much older. I'm not much older, but he's 25. I'm 33. So, you know, I've got some wisdom on him. I'm kidding. He's, he's been through a lot and he has a lot of wisdom probably in some ways over me. But, um, let me set the stage. His name is Pat Earhart. He's 25 years old. He works at the Comic Strip Comedy Club in Edmonton. Um, He's also a comedian himself. Um, been working on his act for the last couple of years. But more interestingly, and why this is an, uh, a noteworthy podcast, I think, is that his grandfather was a Nazi. His grandfather was a Nazi soldier during the Holocaust. And you see, um, I'm the grandson of Holocaust survivors. And people who did not survive the Holocaust. My grandfather, on my dad's side, uh, his four brothers were killed in the Holocaust by the Nazis. His parents, um, everyone there killed. And on my mom's side, my grandmother, her entire family was killed. And all of my grandfather on my mom's side, except for him and his two sisters, were all killed. Um, I'd never met somebody who was in the lineage of, of a Nazi soldier before, related to a Nazi. I was not sure how to take it when I first met him two years ago in Edmonton. Um, I wanted to give him the benefit of the doubt, though. You know, people aren't their past. And, um, but honestly, I was, you know, I was not sure how to, how to, how to behave because 
this man's family was part of the group of people that murdered my family in the worst atrocity in human history. Um, to, to put it mildly, I don't, I do not have positive feelings towards Nazis. Um, but again, this kid is a young guy who did not do that, is not responsible for that. And I think that people should have clean slates. So I want to give them the benefit of the doubt. Um, at the same time, we, and we were getting along great all weekend two years ago when I was there. And then on the last night, we went out to one of the nightclubs in the mall, the West Edmonton Mall. We both got pretty drunk and I liked the sunglasses he was wearing. So I asked if I could buy them off him. We agreed on a price, like I think it was $20 or something like that. And he sold them to me. And then an hour later, he said he wanted them back. I was like, I'm not going to give them back. We we made a deal, dude. And if he'd asked nicely, I might have given them back eventually. But instead, he got a little violent. He grabbed my forearms very aggressively and hurt them, to be honest. He grabbed them very, very hard, like really roughing up my skin. I said, give them back now. And I said, fuck no, I'm not going to give them back. And at this point, I was like, I felt like it was a battle between the Nazi and the Jew, to be honest. Um and uh, that's not fair to him because that's not who he is. But in my mind, I was like, really, is this coming out now? Is he getting aggressive with me after the past that his people did to my people? I feel like you should especially be soft-spoken. Um, and I left the trip on that note. And so I asked if he was still there because honestly, I kind of hoped he, wa- he wasn't going to still be there when I came back this time last weekend. But he said that he was still there. Dino said, yep, he still works there. And I'm like, all right, so we're going to confront this and it'll be all good. Walked into the club. He and I were cool to each other. I, you know, he had a bit of a stoic look on his face and I gave him a smile. He smiled back and we talked about it like nothing had happened. We talked like nothing had happened. And, um, then he ended up being the one who was assigned to drive me back to the comedy condo, to the comics condo every night after the shows. And, um, the first night that he drove me back, I found it interesting. Every night in this car, he had this serious station playing as an all Elvis station. And I like Elvis a lot, and clearly he did too. And so we're listening to Elvis and driving somewhat in silence the first time. We had good, good flowing conversation for a lot of it, but <clears throat> when he dropped me off, um, he apologized to me for what he did last time and for grabbing me in that way and said I'd been weighing on him so much for the last two years. And he'd apologized on Facebook before and I accepted it, but he felt like that wasn't enough. And he apologized in person and I told him that I was cool with it and I could tell he was really sorry and I accepted his apology and he seemed very, very relieved about that. And that was the note the first night left on. Then the second night, um, he and I got into a really interesting conversation driving back that unfortunately also was not recorded. Um, but this leads into the recording that will start in a few minutes. So let me quickly summarize that for you. Um, this next night, still the Elvis station on. We talked a little bit about the history of his people and his own family and the concept of whether everyone is born with a blank slate or not. We both agreed, you know, that people should not be held responsible for what their ancestors have done. And he said he realized that what you do by your actions and and what you say, I'm sorry, that what you do by your actions say who you are and define you as a person, not what you say in words or on paper. That's what he wishes to show with his life now. I told him actually I was starting the Don't Be a Dick Pledge in a few days, and he instantly said, I'm in. Um, which I thought was cool. It's a good uh, gap to bridge. He told me a little bit about his life, and I'll 
set that stage for you to give you some background before we play the recording. He moved from Munich, Germany to British Columbia in 1991 when he was four and a half years old with his mom, his dad, his sister, and himself. They lived on a lake cabin on a camping resort um, off the shore of a lake called Punzi Lake. But he soon realized something was strange. He was the only kid of his color, that color being white, um, amongst an all-Native American reserve called Revelstoke. He didn't speak any English at the time. He does now. Otherwise, this podcast would be very difficult to understand. Um, but he got picked on a lot. And as he learned the language, he realized that the other kids were all laughing at him. When he got a little older, he started getting bullied. Um, the toughest of the guys kept picking on him until one day Pat snapped and fought the guy. And these fights continued. And he said they were often over something very stupid and small and silly. Like one time it was over his Transformers Optimus Prime toy. Transformed into a truck. That's exciting for any kid. And someone at school stole it. And Pat felt he had to fight him to get it back. And he got it back. And maybe that created a little bit of a pattern. He told me that, that he's not proud of that day. Um, but he said that he believes that no one can tell you in life that you can't correct a mistake and make it right later in life. And I agree with that to a large extent. And I came to believe during this visit that Patrick really had changed as a person. And I saw him now as a very good person, as a truly genuine person, as a caring soul. And um, I think I left that trip considering him to be a friend. Um, the next night, when I got into his car after my shows, I saw a pair of sunglasses sitting on his seat. And I was going to make a joke about it. But before I could, he said to me, I want you to have these. I want to make it up to you for how I behaved last time. And I accepted them. Because it seemed important to him and more so because they were very cool looking glasses that I wanted to wear. Um, he was driving me back to the comic condo and we ended up taking a detour to this quickie mart gas station type place called a Mac store with this amazing machine that made these, these fresh delicious milkshakes which the night before we made a specific run for, and the machine was busted. So we made a second attempt this night in the recording you're about to hear. It was negative 15 degrees. It was snow everywhere outside. And uh, the recording you're about to hear took place in, in his car, mostly. So there's the natural ambient noise you'd expect in a car. But it's basically us just hanging out, talking about how to reconcile the differences in our pasts, the sketchy past between he and I, about the sunglasses. We talked about honesty, how making sure that people talk about difficult things is a real key to moving past them. We talked about anger issues, the origins of hate, um, the different parenting approaches of anger versus guilt, him blaming himself for the tragic event of his mother's suicide. We talked about Michael Jackson, comedy, the German people, how he learned to be funny, karma, and the struggle to overcome our deficiencies. We talked about forgiveness, talked a little bit about Elvis, all of this while driving through the snow to get milkshakes. Here's that ride in Pat Earhart's car from last weekend on Earth. Like I said, I don't feel in my oh. life is now. Oh, good. Right. I feel like I'm trying to make up for fucking 
mistakes in the past. Uh, because of your own past or because of your people's past? No. No. It has nothing to do with my fucking people. That has nothing to do with me. So what mistakes? I'm talking about how I was raised. Where and what I had to do to get here. Like, I mean, I had to fight. I don't like fighting. Tell us the story. You had to fight back the abuse <laughs> of the people at the Indian fight. Reserve. I had to fight natives. You had to fight who? I had to fight the natives. Right. I don't like fighting. Yeah, who does? Some people do, though. Ultimate fighters and shit are like, I love Trust to me. beat people. Those people are Can we stop and get one of those milkshakes, by the way? Okay. If you don't have time, it's fine. No. I have plenty of time. I just missed the turn. Oh, shit. We don't have to go. I don't care. No. It was delicious. I was so disappointed we couldn't get it last night. it's not going to be fixed. I'm, no, I think he's, he said the next day that they were going to clean no. it. No. No, I bet it's fixed. <laughs> okay. Uh, how much do you it's want glass to half full of thinking. Okay. I'll bet I'm gonna, you okay. $10,000. I'm kidding. Mitt Romney style. Yeah. I'll bet let's, you let's not bet 20 any. bucks. Sure. Let's let's right. put twenty dollars on it. That Shake. is not fixed. Only because Canadian style of fixing things is let's wait till uh, at least enough people complain about it. We're gonna make some more money off of it. Oh, see, I didn't know that. You have the psychology of the people. Let's take the bed back. I'm kidding. The glasses I'm keeping. Yeah, sure. <laughs> no, I want the glasses back. <laughs> Fuck you. That's the way you saw the world at one point in time. Yeah, that is. So it's not anymore. What's that? Not anymore. That's amazing, though. That's the biggest thing, man. If people learn on this planet to stop being dicks. I've, I've been, I've been world very... World peace possible. I've been very forthcoming with how I look at the world. And also, I know that I um, every change that I make is not outside-inside. Like, I used to work out all the time. Right. And just go, fuck it. Ugh, I gotta get bigger. I gotta right. get stronger. I want to use testosterone or, like, right. steroids. I used to do that with not working out. Yeah. And the thing I is, is I was like... This doesn't fucking work. Right. If you have a shitty inside. What were you trying to accomplish? Well, I don't have people like me. Because of my, your my huge parents, muscles? No, my parents didn't like me. Um, so I thought if other people like me, it would kind of make, like, fill in the void. Right, sure. So the way I figured it is. Well, why would you work on the physical shape more than anything? Well, because it was the easiest thing to fix. That's true. Remember. To lift 15 pounds, get a little bit of muscle growth when you're 14, 15, is easier to do than when you have a fucking anger problem that makes you bash your head into a wall. Yeah, true. I mean, for me, it's you know, like the a opposite. Little, like a little psychopath. Are so, you? Uh, no, I'm not a psychopath. But the fact is, is that that's what it would be if you ended up keeping that mentality. Right. Like, if you keep going down that path of lashing out at people and fixing all your problems with anger and yelling and screaming and uh, throwing fists and punching and you end up going down exactly that road of hate right so uh, I found that that's not the way I wanted it did you find in what you were exposed to as far as hateful thinking that it was based in reasons or was it just blind no, hate? No, it was the way I was raised. My dad beat me. My mom emotionally 
scarred me with the way she thought about my father and of all men in general. And she just said, you know, uh, you know, this is fucking the way life is. So I kind of believed her because if I believed my dad, I would believe that getting beaten and for everything you did wrong was the right way. And trust me, uh, that, that was worse than being guilted into everything at the time. How you mean how I experienced it in, in, in a Jewish family? Yeah, yeah. Guilt is trust tough, me, but trust me. Bad. It's not as bad, and I know you can relate to that because yeah. um, I see it. I see it in everyday life. Uh, Italians face it. Um, Jews face it. Uh, um, every European family faces it. The mothers have the uh, their unique way of manipulating softly their virtues on their family, but with such fierceness that if you don't do it, God help you. Right. Now, which is what a what a bold statement. Yeah, but I hate are you to, God's PR guy? I hate to say it. In some aspects, this is what keeps a family together: is the fear of the mother. But my mother, uh, my mother sure. just fucking did this to some extent that I cannot seem to forgive her. Also, um, well, the fact that she. Um, Used my father's lashing out at me, against me, and then manipulated her own little sense of control within that. So now I see her world a lot differently now that she's gone, but while she was here, she seemed to, uh, like any anything I did or anything that happened to her would negatively impact me emotionally. I would lash out at anyone for saying the wrong thing. Versus now I know how that your life does not impact me at all. Like, I mean, Thank I, you much. Thank you. I make it impact me, right. if anything. Well, yeah, it's choice who you want to so, involve with. Right. Or I mean, move on but and... she would make her life impact me emotionally. Parents, like, have, that, parents yeah. have that ability sometimes. So, imagine her hanging up a phone mid-sentence while you're trying to apologize or something like that. Right. She would have this control instantly. I would lose all self-control of my side of things. I would stop paying phone bills. I would stop paying rent. I would stop doing everything thinking that this would hurt her. And I'm sitting there thinking, looking back at this now, thinking, how is this even a fucking emotional response logically that would satisfy my needs to, right. in a revenge setting, to get making back it at, doubles back. That, this is making it worse for me. Right. In any setting, this is bad. For her, this is great, because this, she swoops in, saves me. Oh, she seems like a savior. But fucking for me, I'm like, fuck. I don't know what the fuck to do. Right. So I end up thinking... The only thing that made it worse was me. And I, and I had to admit that... That slight thing. That slight detail to myself. <laughs> That's a big detail, but it's hard to admit sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, we all have to confront our deficiencies if we want to get better. I mean, straight up. You know? 
people are afraid oftentimes of looking inward. It's like it's easy to criticize the world, but it shouldn't be any easier or harder than criticizing yourself. It's all it's all the same thing. You know, that that's the best quote. What is that Gandhi quote? Be the change you want to see in the world. That's that's everything. Well, it's like seventy percent. Yeah. The biggest thing is when I realized this, I knew that some of the mistakes that she blamed me for were true, but a lot of them were not. And she just emphasized my dad's mistakes and tried to make me feel bad for him so she could control me. Maybe because she couldn't control my father. Right. And I know that I'm not a psychiatrist, but I realized that... How do you know that? Well... Sarcasm joking aside. Right. There's no one in the world that knows me best, but my issues go deep. I fixed a lot of issues with my father. My mother's a, a different story. Sure. How long ago did she pass away? Two years ago, this, uh, the 16th. So was it after I, I was here last time in Edmonton? Yeah. Oh man, I'm so sorry, dude. Because you and I didn't... I mean, I, I know we had good talks last time, but I never remembered you telling me that, so I thought maybe I hadn't asked that deeply into it, but I'm sorry. I'm so sorry to hear that that happened, man. That's the crazy thing, too. Like, with Whitney Houston dying today, too, I thought the same thing. It's, like, just shocking when people who have an impact either on the world or on you personally pass away. It just puts life in perspective so much. Like, I, I know that uh, she's good person in general, but the fact is, is that how she looked at the world is just kind of wrong. Raw? Wrong. Oh, wrong, yeah. Right? I mean, she has this kind of view on life that seems, you know, kind of fictitious. Seems like narrow-minded. One for all, or all for one. Musketeers. Yeah. Wow. Even within her family, when she was dying, she gave up on everyone else before they gave up on her. How so? Well, I I was there for her. Everyone else was there for her, and she pretty much committed suicide. How? toughest thing in the world, Patrick, but I just feel like you know, people have their own journeys, and I don't know, you know, I think if we're all like that truly shows, free, that shows, we have the well, freedom no, that, to do what that we want to do. That shows how much I didn't mean anything to her. Like, uh, and I'm starting to realize how much no. I meant to her yeah. by what I could do, like I could be there in a physical sense, like I took care of her, Dude, you I took care of her. her, I fed her, it's and not that I cleaned her. But the fact is, is that um, in some aspect, that didn't mean shit to her because she never stayed. Like she actually meant her- meant to end her life early because of all the things she did. 
led to her death were her fault. And in the end, I can admit to myself that I've been blaming myself for something that isn't in my control, right. isn't my fault. And up to now, I've been lashing out, like, well, not up to now, but uh, I've gotten over this fact, like, a couple months ago. But I've started deeply getting to realize that this is not my fault. This was hers. She chose this path. She chose to die early. She chose to end her life. She made a choice that I could not control. This is like you driving down a street that may take you 20 minutes longer because of traffic. While you could have turned left and it was a detour sign. Whatever. Right. Like, it doesn't matter how you look at life. This was her choice. She's right. she's an independent woman. And I kept blaming myself for something that impacted me the way she raised me. I've I've rewritten that part of myself. Good, dude. Because that's you have to realize that to have peace in your life because there's there's two things there that you have to always remind yourself is that one, just like you and I were talking last night about how we can't blame people today for their history for their people you did not create who was in her mind first of all you are innocent of all of that some people have demons and secondly you really shouldn't think that it wasn't that you meant nothing to her very likely i think more likely you meant so much to her she didn't feel she was good enough some people just don't feel adequate. Some people have a lot of hatred. They don't understand where it comes from. They have demons. And they want you to have a life maybe free of all of that. You know? Don't write it off like she didn't care. Maybe she just felt like that was her... What That was, that was the maybe the best thing she could do in some ways for her family. Oh. I don't know about that. I'm just saying, why not? You know? Sometimes you have to know when to leave the room. I guess. Good good analogy. You know, I mean, it's just something to think about. I have a dear friend of mine who committed suicide a few years ago. A friend of mine from college, this uh, sweet girl, Jackie Matney, and she battled depression a lot, but she always kind of wanted to do that. And, like... It was a very tragically sad thing to hear when it happened, but it's like, what does freedom mean? Like, if you happen to have a chemical makeup in your brain where you don't enjoy every day and you know life is long, maybe it's your right to be able to do that. I don't know, you know? I don't think it's some sin like the Bible portrays it. No. You know? Well, I don't think that either, but... At the same time, I think that for the fact that you affect others, you should kind of consider your choices a little bit better. I totally agree. And the fact that you have children, you might have grandchildren. Hell, you might be a great-grandparent. You don't know these things. Right. And you're just cutting your fucking goals that much shorter. By just ending it that much sooner. I mean, 54, fuck off. Yeah. I mean, she was 
was so ambitious. She had so much done. I ended up fucking just done at that age. Fucking Michael Jackson. Whitney Houston. <laughs> it kills me to think, like, I almost thought I had, like, a premonition of my mom when I saw Michael Jackson's death. I'm like, oh, fuck. Yeah, she's dying. Wow. <laughs> like, that's what I thought to myself. Wow. When he died, I'm like, yeah, there's no way my mom's going to live. Wow. It's, as bad as that sounds, I thought... Why? Because you just saw how addiction can... No. How weakness can... No. I'm like, if there's no hope for Michael Jackson, who's the fucking king of pop with all that money, what hope is there for my mom? I mean, he's he's got all that money to, to prolong his life. Mm-hmm. What fucking hope is there for my mom who's got enough money, but not... To prolong her life just to live comfortably. Isn't it weird how, like, parts of the planet actively fight against universal health care? I know, and the other is, like, actively just privatizing it. Let's make it all about sheer profits so the numbers just go up and up and up. It doesn't matter. One day, someone will realize it's all about happiness and nothing else. Right, because that behavior also violates the Don't Be a Dick Pledge. Exactly, because I hate to say it. When everyone's happy, no one's punching each other in a fucking face. Yeah, if you choose to go in the medical field, it should be common knowledge of the human like, race. You know what? You want to help people, and you make some money, and you're not going to make huge profits in that business. There's got to be some people who don't, don't care about huge profits. Because I want to make money. I work there because I like it, and it makes me happy. I don't do comedy because it makes me money. I do it because it makes me happy. Why did you start doing comedy? Did you always have a funny spin had, on the world? Um, actually, you know, this is, a, if anything, this is a funny story. Yeah. Um, Germans, it's about time. Yeah, it's about time. <laughs> like I said, Germans aren't funny people. I was a fucking cynical kid with anger issues. Ever since the reserve, I fucking, I was, sure. I was fucking tormented. I was fucking lashed out at everyone who fucking called me a name or started fucking pushing me around. So my stepdad, who was English, this was my mom's true love, the one she committed suicide for. He, he ended up actually teaching me how to be funny. I don't know. Through his fucking sarcastic English humor. <laughs> this fucker seriously taught me how to fucking take a joke and a punch at the same time. <laughs> like, just, I don't know. And five minute showers. That was the most That's important tough, thing. Dude. Yeah. Clean yourself in five minutes, otherwise you're wasting water. That's tough. I need at least nine minutes. Yeah, you gotta do it in five. Um, so, for, to this day, I can get in and out in five minutes. I mean, I could if it was like an My earthquake. My timer inside really? Within goes five? off, and I'm wasting water. Like, it feels like neighbors are listening. <laughs> <laughs> or something. I don't know. Someone's knocking. But, like, he used to knock at the door. Hey. So, um... But, yeah, he... What do you he, mean the guy that she committed suicide for? What do you mean? He died six and a half years before she did. Yeah. She drank herself to death. And she couldn't get over it. She couldn't get... That's she sucks, was in man. depression over him. She was in love with the guy. Yeah, and then she popped some pills, and that was it. Fuck. 
But anyways, like, he taught me how to be funny. He was English from Liverpool. And he was hilarious. I mean, he was just... Every day, he would wake up, have tea or coffee, smoke a cigarette, and he was a little bit bald on the head <laughs> with white hair around. <laughs> and I swear to God, he had like a, a white mustache. He was sitting there going, just fucking hilarious. And he'd be like, hey, what's up, Kraut? <laughs> and I'd sit there and go, what the fuck is that? <laughs> like, I don't know what crowd is. <laughs> I mean, I'm like 14. I have no idea what this is. So I'm going around school calling everyone crowd. <laughs> Yet they're... No one in school is German. Uh-huh. So they're like, are you fucking kidding us? <laughs> right? So I learned real quick what the fuck he was joking uh-huh. about. Now, at the same time, I was like really... Like, um fucked up as a kid like angry yeah so it was a mixed humor like he'd test <laughs> me but then I'd, I'd backlash I'd be like what the fuck <laughs> and then he'd be like see this was a joke <laughs> you're supposed to laugh <laughs> so he'd kind of teach me how to laugh and stuff so it's it's actually good that I met him because like he since my parents never really joked that much and their humor wasn't funny you know, Germans telling jokes. That's not funny. Like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking stupid. Uh, Wait, so, but he tell you to take a punch too? He, he would hit you too? Oh no, he he would hit me if I uh, punched him. Like it would be like <laughs> it would be equal. You always strike first. Always. <laughs> what I didn't realize, it, it, he was older than my mom, right? Uh, what I didn't realize in his old age, he could fucking punch hard. Right, sure. And mother, and my dad punched me one time in the shoulder because I was getting, I was being an asshole. I'm like, Dad is strong as fuck. Yeah. What I didn't realize is he had fucking. I'm like, sure I hit areas, him first. I'm sure I hit him first, by the way. Yeah. No, trust me. I always deserved that with him. With my real dad, there was a difference. I never deserved what I, what I had coming. So there was a difference. Mm-hmm. I was like, fuck, okay, I don't do that anymore, right? So he was actually teaching me. Mm-hmm. Then he also taught me tools and, you know. he, he taught, a nice guy. Oh, fuck me. He was awesome. He was a military guy. What was his name? Uh, Les Beatty. Leslie Beatty. Leslie Reginald Beatty. But he was fucking fantastic. And he taught me everything, like pretty much how to be a guy. And that's... Mm-hmm. Why I made how to be a gentleman? Yeah, how to be a gentleman? How to treat women? How to, um, like my dad should have taught me this. He didn't. Not everybody's a good coach. No, but he was. And the one thing that's that, cool. One thing I have to admit was, like, yeah, okay. So he punched me. I'm not talking about like fucking adult punch. A what punch? Adult punch. What's that mean? Like, full out. Adult? Adult. 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 I say adult. Adult? Yeah. Like in a grown person? Yeah. Oh, you said that way weird. <laughs> adult. Uh, adult punch. High. <laughs> We're both high right now. <laughs> <laughs> I probably sounded out every fucking... There's got to be some funny <laughs> German phrase. I don't know what you mean by that. Obviously, Adolf. it's not true. That's not true. Adult. All right. Adult. Adult. 
adult. I don't know. I'm trying to get the words. <laughs> Mates. That is what I thought too. So that's where my mind went. <laughs> that's where your mind went. So that's a German phrase, an Adolf punch. Is <laughs> that Adolf punch? Oh, God forbid. Adolf punch. punch. But that's the point we're making last night is like, because the first one I met you, I had issues with it too. I was like, I like I, I gave you the benefit of the doubt when I met you. Yeah. You know, knowing even though your grandfather was a Nazi soldier, yeah. I, I thought this is a different person. You're not related to it. But then when you told me that you did like a Jewish joke in your act, and then when you when I bought those sunglasses off you and you got physical with me, I was I left there thinking, fuck, maybe there is something. Yeah. Aggressive and fucking mean there. Trust me, <laughs> there, there was. And uh, the thing is, is um, not towards you in general, right. but towards everyone. Like I mean, um, and at the time, my mom was still. You know, I had to learn those lessons. Like I had to, it was still fresh, right? Like I mean, and it just sucks, to be honest. Of course, I don't know if if you know that, but oh, thank God I don't. I've lost a lot of people in my life. Maybe that's payback for whatever's happened in the past lives. My. My German heritage, what we've done onto others, will be done onto us, as karma says. Right. right? That's what I believe in. I mean, I, I believe in that too, but I'll, I pray for you that, and I believe for you, because you're a good person. I learned that this trip. You're like a truly good person, and you're, you're a beautiful, positive vibe on this planet. And so I, I believe that that negative karma is done for you. Yeah. We'll see. I just hope I can do better for other people. It's a good goal, man. Help me positively envision that they will have milkshakes available. You know what? We still have a $20 bet, but True. at the same time, I will not take your $20 if you lose. No, you can collect. I'll still pay if I lose. No, it's got to be the same now wait, rules. Now wait. I pay for your milkshake. Hey, that's a positive outlook. That's true, but the milkshake doesn't cost $20. No, it's for all I mean, no, it's got to be a bet straight up or not. No, that is a bet straight up. Except no, if you, lo- if you lose, I'll pay you. If I lose, I'll pay you. No, it's open to God. What's going on, man? Good to see you again. Is the machine open? Is the machine fixed? Yeah! Oh, my man! 20 dones. That's as good a place as any to end this recording, don't you think? <laughs> Which flavor do I get? $20. Strawberry banana. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Vanilla. I want to try the vanilla. <laughs> you should have had the recording. Oh, it's, it's rolling, baby. The the cookies and cream sure, sounds pretty amazing gonna, too. I'm gonna get one too. I'll keep it rolling until we get back in the car. Yeah, yeah. you gotta try it, dude. You were hating on them earlier. I want to try vanilla, and I also want to try the cookies the and cream. Maybe the fridge was left open. I was gonna have two and have half of each, and probably stonedly end up having both. Yeah. But I want to try both. I only got a couple nights left here. I haven't tried the fruit ones either. I probably should, but fuck it, fuck it. Pat, take it back. My treat. No. 
You gave me a pair of sunglasses. No, fuck it. Take it back. No, it was, I treat. It was, you back. I want you to have it. I want you to have it. You said you weren't going to take it anyway if I lost. Yeah. So take it. That was the. Uh, Just take it, ple- believe me. This weekend's been fortunate to me. Do you want to fight to find it? I'd love to. <laughs> you son of a bitch! <laughs> Get over here! <laughs> That was just sound effects, guys. I was crushing a plastic cup. Me and Pat are still friends. Relax, everybody. Relax. Gotta move it away from the loud machine. These are the most amazing. These Freal F apostrophe Real Real milkshake machine is like there could be God in that machine. It's like very tasty. Imagine if you brought this uh, to uh, a tribe that didn't have any technology. <laughs> I think one left. Is there one? Yeah, I saw it in 60 minutes. No outside contact? Yeah, I saw it in 60 minutes, I think. Regular thickness. question is, how they film them? High oh, I think their, their shot was the first time that they contacted with people. So now, there's no tribe shot. What? Now there's no tribe <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> True. They ruined the last one. Well, thanks, yeah. Morley Safer. Ah, great, thanks. Thank you, Ed Bradley. Now you have no more shit to talk about. New SOB. I'm going to really have two shakes. Am I going to do this? But that was really cool when you told me that Rick Bronson, who owns the comic strip, who's Jewish, and you you performed at his club, and I guess you did a joke about... It's, uh, it's What's a, the story about how he ended it's up? A, okay, it's a, it's a cheesy joke. And you know what? It's not even that funny. I don't do it anymore. Right. I did it once. Yeah. And... It really sucks. Don't tell it. Because I think that's no. when you told me last time that I, I that pissed me off, too. And I thought it was inappropriate to say, just because it wasn't a good enough joke. That's one. Yeah, so fuck so, it. So, I, I just said but, but people probably want to hear it now. Yeah. Do you not want to tell it? You don't have no, to. I don't want to. Fuck it. It was not good. It was just I, an offensive ref- joke I, for no reason. I, re- I refuse to say it. Okay, good. Good, good, good. Like, I just don't think it. Yeah, because that joke was stupid. It's morally up to my standards. I agree. You're an insecure young comic. You didn't know any better. So let it slide. There's some material you just don't do, and you're back in, you know. Holy Lord, this vanilla milkshake is amazing. What do you think of yours? He's nodding while drinking it with a straw, and you won't even stop to comment. That's how good it is. Oh my god, it's so good. It's so fucking good. It's a perfect vanilla milkshake. That's just a factual statement. The foil wrapper that you have to peel off for the machine to make it says pure genius on it, and I would have to agree. It is delicious. It is delicious. Um, alright. I'm gonna cut this shit out. Music a big part of your life growing up? Yeah. Willie Nelson. Oh yeah. Highwayman. Oh, 
don't know that one. No? No. Oh, such a good song. I think I just pounded through one of the milkshakes already. Yeah, I think so too. <laughs> we each got two, that's so funny. And what's funny is I haven't been talking the whole fucking time, which is hard. What's that? <laughs> I haven't been talking the whole time, which is when? hard. <laughs> Since we got back, well, since we got that fucking Max Oh, and true. I've been sucking True. I finished it, and I was singing Elvis to me, though. <laughs> run, 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 run away. You know any Elvis tunes? I know, um, a couple. What did you know? Um, Jailhouse Rock. What else? Uh, any of the ballads? I love a ballad. How about Kentucky Rain? No. I don't know it either. What about Can't Help Falling in Love? Mm-hmm. You know that one? Can't help falling in love with you Like a river flow Surely to the sea Darling, I'll be... Fuck, what is it, darling? Darling. I don't know, you see that line and then goes, Some things are meant to be... Some things were meant to be. Take my hand. Take my hand. See, I have to. Take my. See, the own. thing is, is um, with the chorus or like with the song underneath, yeah, or at least with the music, yeah, I can sing the whole song. I'm not a good enough lead for you, cause I. Can help falling in love with you. <laughs> Hilarious. Pat, thank you for the ride, brother. No worries, anytime. I'll see you tomorrow night, one more night of shows. Yeah, for sure. Oh my god, I'm definitely gonna finish both the shakes. It's well, 590 calories each. Each. Please drive safe, brother. These milkshakes don't get me caught. I know. A couple of How many milkshakes have you had tonight? Two. You're coming downtown. <laughs> You're delicious, boy. You're one over. You're one <laughs> over. <laughs> yeah, really, it's almost should be legal because I've been eating like a fat, fat boy this weekend. Question is, <laughs> what's the breath like? <laughs> that is dirty. That is dirty. Snow yeah. on the ground, dude. It's hilarious. Hey, that's what comedy's about sometimes, pushing boundaries. Drive safe, brother. This has been a production of Smodcast Internet Radio.